When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Men on the Internet Podcast, sponsored by Conganus Media, a home for media for Mexican people. Not just Mexican people. <laughs> <laughs> that was really pigeonholing my company there. I appreciate it. I don't know. <laughs> I tagged you to a picture. You did? Yeah, you didn't see it? No. We'll look at it. The Conganus page? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, you should just Chat go check it out. They got some, they got some videos, mm-hmm. multiple videos up or no? The one I see is from your company page. Yeah, and it's a bunch of pictures. What? Let me see. Yoga. Yeah, you see which one I tagged you to though? No. Ah, there you are. Ah, you see. Sick. I'll be promoting him for the free. I appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah, so this is going to be the emotional intelligence episode. All right. Okay, so Let's I have a list of well questions here. Yeah. <clears throat> I have a list of questions here, and it's going to be up to you to respond to them honestly. Honest. I feel it. I'm ready. This is all about mental health. Yes. And wellness. Mm-hmm. And yeah, whatever people say. It's a bunch of BS. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. If you're ready. Oh, oops. <laughs> okay. All right. That's a lot of crickets, my dude. You should just hit it again. How long is it? I don't know. But hit it again. Turn it off. All right. What was the best mic? What was your best mic drop moment? In life? Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. I don't know. Uh, Mike Trump. <sighs> Rough, huh? Do you have one in mind already? Because um, I'll take off your example because I can't think of a specific, like a mic drop moment. I don't think I have one moment where I was like in a heated debate and then I won. Okay. But I have had several small mic drop moments that all culminate to one big nice one. Okay. Lately, I've been really confident in my sales skills mm-hmm. and being able to sell advertisement and video ads and stuff like that has been bomb. Like I leave meetings now like, hell yeah, who who could touch me? Right. <laughs> you know, just with my just with my schlong long. You there know what you I mean? Go. Just like right there on the table. You got that BDE, man. What's that? Big dick energy. <laughs> Come on, dude. Give it the times. Did you just assume my energy? I sure did. So <laughs> that's where it's been like at the end of the meetings. I'm just like, I just killed that again, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, so that's probably my 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 current mic drop moments. Mm. Maybe I've had some of those. I don't know. It's I guess it's when I sell myself to people. They're like, oh. What do you do? Uh, or it's like, oh, I need headshots. Oh, I got you. Let me tell you what I do. Or they ask me. The, I guess the biggest one is when they ask me, I like your shirt. And I say, thank you. It's from a media company. Can you tell me about your media company? And I just tell them what I'm feeling because it's like in the heat. I get passionate about it when I talk about it. Mm. You know, it's it's like for small business owners, it's for creatives, it's for people who like don't know what they're doing half the time. It's mm-hmm. like, that's okay. There's a whole group of us who are trying to figure it out anyway. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us have been successful. And a lot of us found what not to do, what to do. It's like all of that. And when I explain that to people and their eyes light up, that's when I'm like, all right, for sure. You know, every time I wear your shirt, people compliment it. That's awesome. Do do you get those compliments too, or is it because I'm black guy with a Spanish shirt on? It might be that because I don't get too many of it. I think um, Hispanic people who see me off the street, they'll be like, "Oh, that's a cool shirt." 
mm. I go from there. But I get it excessively. That's like, I could just walk down the street, and within five minutes, somebody would be like, oh, snap, that's a dope shirt. You know what that means? And I'll be like, yeah, it means conga. There you go. And they'd be like, damn, he said it right. <laughs> I like this guy, damn, you know? He's a native. <laughs> <laughs> I am an Afro-Latino. Yes, you are. So, uh, yeah, that's what's up. Okay, the next question is, what childish thing do you still enjoy? You about to say fart jokes. I do love a good fart joke. Maybe. I don't even understand I that. I can't not hear a fart and not laugh. A regular fart? <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> it's hilarious. And it happens in this house way more often than I thought it would. I was like, what the hell? My dogs fart. And it makes you laugh. And you're like, eh, what the hell's wrong no, with you, bro? I don't understand. Uh, Whenever I hear someone else's fart, <laughs> I'm just like, this ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> this Even ain't the you energy. It, it makes me laugh. I'm like, yeah, I, I see that, <laughs> and it doesn't make sense. I think it's funny. It's, I'm instantly like, not the vibe. Yeah, really? Cut that fart out. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I'm like, yo, you got another one in you? That's nah, yeah, no, nah, I'm not. What well, the thing is, you can't smell. I can't smell. So when I, but they sound funny too. Let's be honest. Nah, because someone would be sounding nasty. It'd be like. Uh, <laughs> 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 and it's like, yo, I sit on that couch too. Those are the best ones, my dude. So Do you funny. fart in your clothes? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> if I have to fart, I pull my pants down in my underwear. And I just fart like a poo bear. And then I put my <laughs> pants back up. Yes, I fart in my clothes. Well, what about in your sheets? <laughs> I fart in my sheets. Under the sheets? Under the sheets. Oh, no. I've done it. That's so gross. Yeah, man. It's funny, dude. You, but so you know that's how you get pink eye. How? You'll rub my face under my sheets? (laughs) Yeah. Well, you get big body. Yeah, I get big body is what it is. No, you have to let the fire out from under sheets. Yikes. (laughs) Uh, So you'll let it go under the sheet and then you don't fan it out? Yeah, you fan it out, obviously. I was going to say, you are sick. Yeah, I just in a a sheet of hot air. That's all it is. No, that's sick. And it's not just hot air. It's funky hot air. It's funky. I know you can't smell it. But whenever so I funny, hear dude. a fart, I'm like, ah, oh, here we go. It's so funny. <laughs> it's going to hit me in 20 yes. seconds. Especially when you're in the store. Mm-hmm. You're just walking by and you open your mouth to say, where is the... Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, it's rough. All right. So the childish thing I still enjoy. Um, damn, I'm a guy. So everything I do is childish. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. I don't want to say it's memes because like memes, everybody loves a good meme. Though. Yeah, everybody loves a good meme. Um, I love like capping. You know what capping is? Like making fun of people. Yeah. You know, like in middle school, high school, and even when we we're in college, we used to have capping little battles, mm-hmm. and it was like only the black people. I think it's like only the people who could like reckon, who it. could leave and be like nobody meant this. Yeah. You know, you got to have thick skin. Yeah. And even there were some times I got emotional, but back in the day, <laughs> and then you're like, you start really going in. That's why your daddy did. Yeah. You know, and it's like, <laughs> oops. <laughs> you know, but I still like that because I think everybody could get knocked down a, a peg, mm-hmm. you know, and people say things to you on the sly too. Mm-hmm. They be saying things like Ray Romano's mom. Yeah, you know, like all passive aggressive. Yeah, and, shit. and then when you say something back, it's like, yo, why you getting so emotional for? <laughs> it's like, bro, I promise I'll slap you. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> so it's like, I wish that those little capping sessions was still a thing. Yeah, where you could just get in a circle, just jump in, yo. That's why your titties fat, yeah. you know. And then you leave like, whew, yeah. whew, we got all that out. Let's That's just go fair. get some ice cream. That's fair. You know, let's get. Or you know what? I'm a sugar fiend. Like, True. That's you do a like a thing. good like gummy bears and shit. Gummy bears, McFlurries, mm. ice cream in general. Matter of fact, on the way home, I'm gonna get me some rum raisin ice cream. There you go, rum raisin. That's a weird flavor. No, it's not. No one above, <laughs> no one under sixty has ever said. You know, the flavor is bomb. Rum raisin. That's because you don't have a passion for rum. Nah. Rum raisin sounds like old people. Yeah, you say that, but if you eat it. I've never had rum. You see, because you don't know. I'm not. I don't have the 55 and over card. That's, that's <laughs> why I can't AARP purchase AARP rum raisin. No, rum raisin is one of the hardest ice cream flavors. I had it. Okay. What year did Princess Diana die? Back you have a computer. Day. Oh, I sure do. 
Internet. It's an HP, so it's probably not, not going to work, but. Nah, HP is fast. Lightning fast. Oh, okay. What year? Damn. Incest. Damn. 97. Okay. That's what I, th- I thought. So there was the night. There was a there was a night when Princess Diana had already died, and they were doing some kind of service for her. Mm-hmm. And my mom and I were sitting in this room in Fort Lauderdale. If that's correct, it was something for Princess Diana. And I remember my mom eating some rum raisin ice cream, and I was like, "Well, let me grab some rum raisin." And she was like. Here, man. <laughs> damn, <laughs> I was asking for my damn shit. <laughs> and so I ate it, and my eyes lit up. I was just like, holy cow. It's A, it's so sweet. And B, that it has that. This is going to sound so weird. Have you ever been on a. Oh, you can't smell. You can't smell. Uh, but describe it anyway. That's fine. For the audience. When you get on a plane, it's a nice plane. There's typically a business person there, and he smells like alcohol. He's like typically like nicely dressed, has a BlackBerry phone, and back in the day, back in the day, and is like smells like cologne and alcohol. That's what rum raisin smells yeah. like. <laughs> That's what rum raisin is. <laughs> uh, you did not entice. I told me you at it was all. weird, but like I remember. Sitting on a plane as a teenager-ish and seeing a guy order a beer. I was like, damn, you smell like alcohol. But he was such a classy guy that I was like, okay, class smells like alcohol. Mm -hmm. And rum raisin has that little taste of like, it probably isn't real rum, but this little hint of rum. And it's like, damn, this is classy. Mm -hmm. I'm a classy guy. Mm -hmm. I'm a cheap, classy guy. All right. But I saw a video the other day of a guy driving a Mercedes in like London mm-hmm. and then uh, in the bags next to him. And I, I didn't really care so much about the whatever Louis Vuitton, but just this scenario of him just dreamily driving this mm-hmm. Mercedes in in London under the bridge, you mm-hmm. know, all that stuff made me just like, oh, man, I feel that when I see those commercials, when they're on the. The like on the side of a hill and they're like, yeah, but it's like, in, wow, it was inside you the car, you know, it was inside the car yeah. and it was like on Instagram. Oh, okay, so okay. it gives you this perspective that like, that's a real I'm thing there. Yes. You see his hand, you see his watch, you see the little edge of his shirt. Mm-hmm. And it was like, whoa, that's crispy from from. And then the wheel, it was like an older Mercedes, but it read as a new one. Mm-hmm. And it was just so clean. I was like, dude, that has to be me one day. Just. 32 to 36 whipping in and driving kind of slow too because everybody got to see you got the rum raisin in the car and got the rum i'm the rum raisin <laughs> there's a hint of class that just within the rum raisin it's just so delectable you got to understand and understand i don't apparently all right what is the biggest doubt you've ever had the biggest doubt is whether I was gonna make it or not, like make it in what in my career, like mm-hmm. I was actually like I doubted myself for a long time that I was like this isn't gonna why I should just like go back to school and like be a uh, uh, what do you call it computer coder or mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. like and stuff like I should be something more stable. Mm-hmm. Like, forget this, I'm not, I'm just gonna go back to school. So that's probably the biggest doubt I ever had was like doubting myself that mm-hmm. I could was capable of. You know, being in the industry, having a media company, you know, mm-hmm. filming a movie, making a movie, mm-hmm. something like that. So, I definitely understand that. And I think most men are, you know, career driven and want to be the best people that we could be and, you know, survive the the dream. Right. Like what? How do I make the dream come to a reality? Mm-hmm. And for me, a lot of it was that way. But I also doubted myself, too. I don't have. a a ton of hard skills, which always scared me. Like I do in certain ways. I know mm-hmm. how to cut hair really well. Right. Right. But like, I don't want to be the best barber in the world. Right. Um, I know how to write really well, but at the same time, 
that's not the type of job that like you can easily make X amount of dollars, in, mm-hmm. you know? So I've always been like, I don't really know how to do things. And it's funny enough because in my own production company, I've done everything. Right. I've been the DP. I've been the sound person, the this and the third, mm-hmm. but I've always recognized like, those are not the things that I'm really good at. I'm really good at being like managerial and leadery, but that's not a real like hard skill. So for a while, a long while, I was like, what am I good at? Mm-hmm. I don't really understand why people pay me to do things that other people are doing. Yeah. Until I realized, like, wait a second. The people that are doing what I'm paying them to do don't know what how I do what I do. And to me, it's just like, oh, I have to learn the value of myself. Right. Because not everybody is pick up a nail, smash a nail into the thing, right? Mm-hmm. There are people who are like, well, why are we smashing the nail into mm-hmm. the thing? And and how did I get you to smash the nail into the thing? You know, and that's who I am. I'm kind of like a broker, but without the idea of being useless. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's some brokers, it's like, why are you in between this deal? Right. But I just think that, you know, in, in general, most people need leadership. And when I took my uh, capstone in school it was like you don't know how to do many things (laughs) (laughs) but all things managerial you exceeded just simply and um it was like to give you like an example it would be like financial services and sales and this 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 and all that stuff c minus like d plus and i was like damn but it was like Operations management, chain supply management, um, um, VP, any of those things. It was like 99%. Mm. I was like, oh, because I was actually scared to take the test because, yeah, I passed the classes. But, you know, your teachers can kind of tell like who's who. And it's funny because even though I, I got my MBA online, we had a lot of group projects. And every time I was chosen to be the leader. This is people who are in the military, 50-year-olds, all different types of people. Every single time, I never volunteered. Mm-hmm. It was always like, okay, so Kelby's a leader. And I was like, why are y'all choosing me? <laughs> but I was also like, I'll live up to the challenge. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But I always used to doubt, like, well, what is my role here? You know, because I don't have your skill. Right. But most people, most the average person needs a leader. Mm-hmm. The average family needs a leader. Mm-hmm. Children need leadership. You know, everybody needs leadership. So if you think about it in like a Christian way, you know, that's why the the family unit is like, okay, there's God first. And then there's the parental unit. And within the marriage, there's one that leads and guides. And there's the other one that supports. And that means that everybody is useful in their role because they're all necessary. And then you have the kids, and the the kids come from the leadership of both the parents because one leads, the other one implements, you know? And it's like, if you look at it in that sense, then you're like, oh, shoot, this is the value of leadership. There are so many lost people out there because there wasn't somebody who was there leading. So I had to learn that lesson, and I'm still learning it now. Mm-hmm. Okay, who has lost, uh, who has completely lost your respect? I don't know if it's a particular person, but I hate pick me people. What is that? People who are like, especially on social media, they'd be like, oh, um, I can't find the right guy, let's say. I can't find the right guy, and I'm never like this person, da da da. And then the next one would be like, oh, so I'm so, um, I'm so good at like, sex and all this other stuff you know this that pick me person who's like oh i'm so sad but i'm so great i I don't like those people what is their objective do you think i their attention just that's it attention or we love you yeah i need somebody who's gonna be there for me and blah 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 blah, but Mm. i'm not a cooker i'm not a i don't want to be cooker not a cooker but like i don't want to be supportive in the relationship it's like what the heck's your point what's your problem yep I don't like pick me people. Just relax. Mm. Whatever you want is going to come to you, but don't be like throwing yourself out there for 
just to get the attention. Yeah. Attention is a big deal today, more than ever, especially because you have the opportunity to get attention from so many people. Mm -hmm. And even remotely. So quickly. Yeah, remotely. Like nowadays, just like an engagement in your phone Mm -hmm. is all people need. And not just one. Yep. Like, I need 50. Yeah. I need 50 people right now to tell me I'm I'm the best. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, Let me see. This isn't a specific person, but I can say that the one type of person I really don't like um, is is an extraordinarily poor communicator. Yes. I really, really don't have any respect for those people. Mm -hmm. And even if it's like, because some people could say like, oh, like, that's a skill you have to learn. But no, in this culture, it's really trendy to not be able to communicate. Yeah. Here's how. I've seen at least 7,000 women post their unread messages. <laughs> have you seen that? Mm-hmm. They post like, I for real do have, I for real got 350 unread mm-hmm. text messages. I don't even be on my phone like that. And it's yeah, like, here you are posting every five seconds on Instagram. Exactly. Same and thing. it's like, bro, it's not cool to not engage with people properly, mm-hmm. you know? And then you want to get upset. People get upset when you don't engage with them properly. But like just being an awful communicator to me, I just, it, it just severely bothers me. But I also realized too, like I'm not necessarily a person that requires a lot of uh, um, attention, but I also don't like being ignored when I've put out the effort. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Like if I go to a party, y'all don't need to pay attention to me. Mm-mm. However, if you know we have a rapport, and then I call you, and then I text you, and maybe I email you, and you don't respond to me ever, mm-hmm. then I'm like, why are you ignoring me? You know. And people yep. love to do that. They mm-hmm. they're very excited to just be like. Oh, everyone's chasing after me. I just don't have the time. Yeah. You know, like, okay. Whereas me, like, as soon as you text me, I'm like, all right, I got you. Yeah. You know, it's just like how it works with me because get to it. Yeah. You know, I'm also not much of a, like, BSer too. Right. When I get to, especially on text messages, sometimes, and this, people may not like this, but I'm not like, hey, what's up? This is what I need. No, I'm going to write. Hey. July 24th, 7 this? p.m. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yes. So I get those from you all the time. Yeah. And it, it works. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I just like cool. don't understand the additional stuff. Yeah. You know, just kind of get to it. Uh, okay. What movie do you wish life was more like? Oh, that's a good one for us. What movie do I wish life was more like? Mm-mm-mm. Something fun, like adventurous, like. Mm. Hmm. There's so many. Uh, do you have one? The first thing that comes to my mind is 100% not my true answer. Oh, <laughs> what is it? I just don't know why I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about the movie Life Size, I think it's called. The one where everyone's tiny? No, it's with Tyra Banks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she was like a Barbie. And then yeah. She becomes, yeah, Life Size. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. Life Size? Yeah. You know this is Life Size too. Yeah. And uh, everybody was talking about it. Francie is the star. Really? Yeah. Francie is the Lindsay Lohan. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Everybody talked about it, and then when it came out, nobody talked about it. Mm-hmm. It came and went. Totally, even, total I, sidetrack. But Francie is also now in How I Met Your Father. She's, whoa. I think she's the Barney Stinson, the Neil Patrick Harris of How I Met Your Father. Oh, I don't like that. I don't know. I don't know who this girl is. but You know who Francie is? I know the name. I know who she is to you. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. I don't know what she looks like. Oh, <laughs> okay. I don't I don't <laughs> know who she is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm familiar, but I'm unfamiliar. Gotcha. But I don't. I don't need that. They should just throw the show away. Ah, fair enough, fair enough. I see what you're saying. I'm a big, big How I Met Your Mother fan. Yeah. And if they mess this up, it's like... (sighs) It's to be expected, honestly. I'm going in no expectations, but 
the love of my life, Hillary Duff, is the main character. So mm. I, I'm I'm rooting for it, but I also will understand if like she I met Hillary Duff once. I love Hillary Duff. She's such a nice lady. Had a and crush she's on her really, really pretty. Yes, she is. She's really pretty. I'm looking through. You my know who's list. real pretty too? Christy Carlson Romano. Yes, she is. I she's watch her YouTube. She's prettier today. I watch her YouTube. Oh, she's on YouTube? Mm-hmm. You know she lives in Texas. Mm, that's the place to be in here. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> What's your true answer? Mm, that's so hard because it's like... There's so many, right? You know, the, the, the movies are based off of real life. And, and the funny thing is a lot of the movies have the world... They depict the world way worse. Because who wants to live in a world that's, like, better? I wish it was, like, Ferris Bueller. How is it not like Like, that? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Everything is, like, easy breezy. It's, it's cool if you miss work. It's cool to just hang out. And you got to, like, enjoy the little things. And it's cool to just drive off with your friends. And, mm. and, it's, and that's a regular thing where I'm hanging out with my friends. And we're all going somewhere, just like mm. enjoying life, and it's achievable. But yeah. that's that's what I wish. Because I was gonna say something like, you know, like uh, Back to the Future or something like I adventure about that like that. But, yeah. but I wanted to be like chill, chill. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking about like you know those 2004 to 2008 comedies mm-hmm. where it was just like pure Seth Rogeny yep. fun, yep. funny. That's kind of like. I think my bag because they're the real world, but they're just slightly right above sweeter. Yeah. Like just yeah. a little chacrino. Like two thousands rom-coms. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, oh, I used to love Catherine Heigl. Yes. Not today anymore. But, uh, when she used to do that movie, she did that movie with Gerard, Gerard Butler. Butler, the ugly truth, the ugly truth. I love that movie. I don't, you don't, <laughs> I like that movie a lot, but she looked so good. I remember going to the theater. I watched Up, and we uh-huh. saw the poster for yeah. The Ugly Truth. My cousin was like, there's your girl, Catherine Hagel. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm creaming. Yes. You That's know? gross. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, screaming. Yes, yeah, of course. Uh, Yeah, so I don't know. But you, you, we need to go see that movie with Free, free Guys. Free Guy. Uh, we, yeah, we do. We should go to the movies. Well, we should go with Sam. Okay. Well, let me see. <laughs> we'll find we'll, we'll find it we'll find today. Okay, how many broken phone how many phones have you broken or lost? Broken completely, but mm-hmm. I can't use it anymore? Mhm. Two. Dang. I take good care of my phones because I I'm a, I'm attached to my phone at all times. Mm. I'm I'm that kind of guy. I didn't want to be that guy, but now I can honestly say it with a 100% confidence. I'm attached to my phone. Me if too. I don't have it on me, I'm like, oh, "Where is it?" Yeah, I need that. That's what happened when you be cheating. <laughs> <laughs> you put all the biometrics on your phone. Uh-huh. Yo, I, you need a sample of blood to open yes. up my phone. <laughs> um, I have never lost or... Oh, no, no. I had one phone that I lost when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I was so sad because the phone was so sleek. Mm-hmm. It was a flip phone, all black, sh- kind of shiny. Mm-hmm. And um, the when you shut it, they had a little screen on the front, on the front. but you couldn't see the screen. It was like hidden. Mm-hmm. It was so beautiful. I lost it in the movies watching Transformer in Long Island. Yeah. Yeah. I lost it in the movies. And then we called it. It, it wasn't on the ground, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But outside of that, I've definitely broken phones and still used them. I have broken one phone and still used it, but I have broken a phone where it was just like, I dropped it. Fell out of my pocket coming out of the car, hit the pavement. Mm. But it would be like I've done that a thousand times and it's fine. It doesn't work, yeah. And the one time I've done it, I pick it up and there's a big old circle, dark, mm-hmm. dark circle, mm-hmm. and the the gra- the glass is cracked right there. And I'm like, oh shit, I'll just work around it. Nope, I'd crack the digitizer and everything started going black slowly and everything. And then it just like I couldn't use it over over a few days. Though. Over a few days, I couldn't. Yeah. You, if you remember, I was riding the cart at the at the mall mm-hmm. years ago. I had um, some phone at the time, and it, it I was whipping on the cart. 
just mm-hmm. making turns. I'm surprised the thing didn't flip over. Yeah. And the phone fell out of my pocket, but I didn't hear it. <sighs> Not only did I drive over it a few times, other cars drove over the phone. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so I was kind of excited because the phone was like kind of a piece of junk. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, man, I didn't even find my phone. I go and find it. It's in the street. It's in pieces. Mm. But I piece it back together. I don't know. I, I can't believe you don't remember this because the phone... The entire screen was cracked and mm-hmm. not just cracked, like shards of, of the glass, glass were coming off. So I had to use it on speakerphone because I put it on my ear once and it cut my ear. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I used that for like six months. Oh, wow. And everybody used to be like, damn it. What happened to your phone? <laughs> I was like, bro, cars drove over yes. this thing and it still works. Yes. So that's the re- that's the main reason why I kept it because I was just like, bro. It, it's indestructible. It's been, yeah. It's like people drove over yeah. this. So, yeah. Um, but typically, like, I, my S8 had a little problem. I've made up whatever excuse, sent it back to Samsung. They sold it to me, mm-hmm. or they fixed it for free, and then I sold it to Best Buy. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay. What what or who is your nemesis? Ooh. My nemesis. People who tell me I can't do it. How many people told you that? Quite a few. You'd be surprised. Uh, if you tell me, oh, you can't do that. That's not possible. I'm going to show you it's freaking possible. I'm going to go to the ends of the earth to prove to you mm. that it's possible. Mm. Watch me. Mm. I'm very much, that's a very much a Sagittarius thing. You can't tell them. Can't. But I'm kind of like that too. I don't know if uh, Sagittarius is my lowering rising moon. Maybe I don't. I don't know too much. I, I don't know anything about that. But uh, yeah, I can see that. Let me see the my people that are my nemesis. Um, you know, I realize I don't really like people who are super awkward. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not like clean cut. You know, like I am. But it's still quirks and things. But I went to this thing with this with this lady and she um she she's awkward to the point that I couldn't I couldn't like look past it. She was so awkward that, you know, we were dancing on the dance floor and she would look at me and then do this like I mean I'm scared for my la- for my life laugh. Mm. And I would have to completely stop. Like, I would be, like, kind of far away. But I would be like, are you okay? Because, you know, it's like that, that like, you know, mm-hmm. type of smile. And I was like, what the fudge is wrong with you? <laughs> and she's like. You good? Yeah. And then, she, and then she tried to flip it on me. Like, are you good? I was like, bro, you look like you're dying. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bro, awkward people. Y'all got to go. Mm-hmm. So those are my nemesis. And it's weird because I'm amongst them. Right. But I'm not that awkward. I think I'm like quirky, but I don't think everybody who's quirky is awkward. Mm-hmm. But awkward people. <laughs> goodbye. Um, the <laughs> This is a good question for you. What is the most useless thing you know how to do? You know how, to oh, name off. how much time do you have? Yeah. I got so many useless things to know uh-huh. how to do. Um, name off everything Kevin Smith's ever thought everything, about. Everything, yeah. I can pick out background actors or extras actors out of movies. I'm like, oh, I know him. He's from this movie. No, you he can't. Held a, he held a ladle in the background. No, you can't. <laughs> yes, I can. What? I sure can. How, I, how, wait, how often have you seen the same background actors? Uh, quite a few. So when I worked at Warner Brothers... I walked in, this is how stupid I am. <laughs> I walked into one of these buildings delivering papers and I was, this dude walks in. He's got like a pencil mustache. He's got like ginger hair, white dude walks in. I'm like, he's from scrubs. <laughs> he's one of the doctors, one of the interns from scrubs. He never had a line. I don't think he's from scrubs. I know exactly where he's from. I was like, yeah. Oh, I was excited. <laughs> what? I was excited for this man. Was he, he still a background actor? I think so. <gasps> I like, I'd never see him in anything else. But I saw him. I was like, I know exactly. He's from Scrubs. He's from these seasons. <gasps> He's an intern. <laughs> I'm that 
stupid with like movies and stuff like that. I did not know. I that. could pick out actors like nobody's business. He's from Scrubs. You should have went and talked to him. I should have. I really wanted to. He would have been like, dude, that is freaky. Yeah. But that's kind of cool. I really too. wanted to. I also ran into Rob McElhenney at the same time from um, Always Sunny. He's the really buff guy. Oh, yeah. the guy who, like, he's kind of like Sam. He's like, exactly that guy. Okay. Yeah. I ran into him that same day. It was really cool. Did you talk to him? I did not. He was already in a conversation. Uh, engage. You know I can know a couple people on that show. Oops. I uh, also, random tangent, Kirk Fox is one of my favorite comedians. I got to drive him around in a golf cart, and I talked to him. Mm. That was really cool. What has he done? Uh, he's been in a couple of movies. But not as like the super main character. What's his name? Kirk Fox. Have you seen? You really do be knowing these names. I really, yeah. It's again useless. I don't know how how you find them. Information nobody needs. I would have seen this person and been like, "Are you my Uber driver?" No. So I was driving again. I walked past the drive past the Chuck Lorre building, mm-hmm. and he was standing outside and he waved me down. He's like, "Hey, I need to get to this building for an audition. Do you know where this is?" And oh, for an like, audition, that's cool. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, for sure. Let me drive you. I know exactly who you are." I was like, let me drive you. He's like, oh, thanks. How uh, do you know? Well, you told him you know who he is? No, so he goes, my name's Kirk. I was like, I know, man, Kirk Fox. Uh, so I'm a big fan of your work. He's like, oh, man. He's really humble about it. He's like, I didn't know I had work. I was like, yeah, dude. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so around. Okay, Kirk. So, <laughs> Damn, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, I would have just been like, yo, walk. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah, man, hop in. I'll drive you over there. I don't know how you'd be finding these people because it's funny. I get on YouTube and stuff, and if it's not something I want to watch on the front page of YouTube, I, oh, I do this every single time. I'm like, Man, this app ain't got nothing on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I just turn it off, and I'm like, goodbye, done. No. I never watch anything. Like, I I've, I started watching a show called What the Flip, mm-hmm. and if it's not on my front page, I was like, damn, they ain't even got no new episodes. This is trash. This app is dead. This, yeah, I always say that. I'm always like, how do people find things to watch on YouTube? There's nothing on this here. This is a rabbit hole. Rabbit hole. Like, Suggested video. We're on YouTube. That's the thing, too. They're like, rabbit hole. I'm not, I've never been in a rabbit hole. I've done it all the time. Never. I've, I've watched, I've watched clips of movies I've never seen before in my life, and I'll watch every single clip that they got, and then feel like I've seen the whole movie. I've never, ever, because the thing is, YouTube takes up your time. Mm-hmm. And it takes sure your energy, and I'd never fully watch a YouTube video. I turn it on and I listen to it, mm. and I'm 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 never. I don't think I've ever been 100 percent engaged in a full YouTube video in years. Mm. I can watch the first minute, then after that, I got to be doing something else. So it's like I need to hear people speaking, but then after that. It. So when people are like, oh, I saw this like conspiracy theory on YouTube, I'm like, how did you even find that? Mm-hmm. I have no clue. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm that guy. I, I fall into YouTube rabbit holes all the time. That's crazy. Uh, the most useless thing I know how to do. Um, I don't, I, you know, like I said, I don't even be know how to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's I, probably a bunch. I know how to play the clarinet. Do you know how to play the clarinet? I'm, I used to know how to play the clarinet. <laughs> a little rusty now. But. Yeah, it's been some time. And then my, my clarinet had a bunch of spit in it. Dried up. Like, it didn't sound right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's about it. Damn, I... You know, I'm not going to teach my kid anything. <laughs> he come you out. play catch? Why? I don't know. I don't even know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Go get a rock outside. Dang, let crazy. me know. Yeah. yeah. Nah, you wilding if right If you now. find out, let me know. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. You learn, I learn, man. Come on. Man. Uh, all right. What is, what's the worst and best thing about being a man? Ooh, there you go. Good question. Best thing about being a man. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, less bodily functions happening to you. I don't get a period. I don't have to give birth. Well, Mark Lamont Hill said that men can get periods. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. 
But it's too late. I already said it. So it came out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I don't have to deal with a lot of that. The worst part about being a man. Uh, you're expected. Society has put pressures on you mm-hmm. to <laughs> do things like lift weights and mm-hmm. play, be good at sports and be tough. Mm-hmm. I'm not that guy. I'm you're not, not that tough. Guy. I'm not tough. What are you talking about? Who calling me names? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be a little bit tough, I guess. I've never, never seen that. Well, you were a security <laughs> guard. I was a security guard. But guess where they put me? At the desk. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to be the dude who's like, hey, get out of there. I quite enjoyed that. <laughs> you can't talk to people like that when you're not in a uniform. Yes. Mm. True. I would say the worst part about being a man in today's age is uh, everything is your fault. Okay. Everything is the guy's fault. You can't say anything, can't do anything, and then you have to do everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, you know, um, evil men, you know, and it kind of feels that way. It may not actually be that way, but what's like what you hear is you're at fault. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say that the best thing about being a man, though, is um, uh, see, I wish I was a different guy. Because mm. if I was one of those Omari Hardwick uh, clones, mm-hmm. then the best part about being a man is that I look like Omari Hardwick. Mm-hmm. But I look like <laughs> Michael Michael B. Jordan's worst. Worst failed diet. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. You know, well, I mean, you know what I'm saying. But like, I think the I think the best part. I you know what? I think the best part about being a man is you can always find value somehow. Because a guy only needs to be handsome to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. But when he's got enough money mm-hmm. or enough swagger or something. You can find value mm-hmm. and it can come late too in life versus I think guys are so quick to be like, man, she old or she's washed or she's this or she's that. But as a guy, you could have six felonies and whatever, be a failure. But then you find a stride in life mm-hmm. and then someone's like, I kind of like him. So I think that's probably the best part about being a man. You you have nine lives. True. Kind of do. True. All right, let's see. We got a couple more, a couple more. All right. What is something that most people get wrong? COVID. Oh, in general, not yep. about you. What is something that most people get wrong? That's the question. Um, shoot, I don't know. I don't know. That's a hard one for in general. What are the things most people get wrong? Uh, you could think about it. I got one. Go ahead. I think that because we live in the United States, there's mainly white people here, right? There's like it's like mm-hmm. seventy something percent. Mm-hmm. I think that the thing that most white people who fall within the category this category get wrong is how they think black people think without asking black people how they think. Okay. Does that make sense? That's fair. Because it's like sometimes things happen and people get emotional about it mm-hmm. and they want to stand up and speak. Mm-hmm. But it's like before you do that, just ask a couple of different people who yes. are affected by this how they feel. Because mm-hmm. you, 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 the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yes. So sometimes you could step out there, scream and yell and do everything on behalf of someone else. But then they don't even want it in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, just like I saw the other day, Tory Lanes was talking about we have to protect uh, and uplift our women. Now, hold on. <laughs> I think I saw Chris Brown, like, say the same thing. And it's like sometimes the message is good, but the messenger ain't it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, man, 
before you step out there and you start speaking on other people's behalf, mm-hmm. just let them know. Like, just, you know, inquire. Yo, you want me to say something? Nah? Okay, cool. Oh, yeah? What you want me to say? Yes. Just so you, I know. That's important. Yeah, you know I mean? That's important. Because it's so easy to just be like, from my own opinion, and then you jump out there and everybody's like, well... <laughs> Well, hell. yeah, I'll say I'll I'll share that answer with you because I think that's that's probably the best. That's the thing people get wrong. Mm-hmm. They assume. Yeah, assumptions make an ass out of you and me. Uh, OK, what would you not do for five million dollars? <sighs> what would I not do? <laughs> are you are you are you thinking? The same thing I'm thinking. I don't know what you're thinking. Uh, I would not have relations with another man for five dollars. Oh, five million dollars. Sorry. Oh, for five dollars. <laughs> for five dollars, either <laughs> I wouldn't. I just it's not not again nothing homophobic or anything. I just think you're not secure. In I'm your not man, comfortable like... doing that. It's oh, not okay. even if you was the top. Even if I was the top. Five million ain't even that much. <laughs> After taxes, it's like a hundred thousand. If I was, if it was ten million, if it was a hundred, at least I get to go home with five, right? Um, let me see. Things I wouldn't do for five. Well, I wouldn't do anything that's excessively sexual, um, for the world to see. So in public, like for public consumption. Yeah, I don't think I would do that. Okay. I, I, You're just not comfortable with that. It's not five million. Nah, nah, I don't think. I don't know. Five million, you just have to whip it out. Ah, uh, no, because I'm gonna have to pay that in lawyer fees. Fair, enough, fair, enough, fair. You know, ten, ten years ago, you could have quote unquote whipped it out, but nah, these days you whip it right back in. Mm-hmm. Um, nah, I, I, I. I if you gotta pay me five million, it's gotta be something I do with myself, by myself, to myself, mm-hmm. and then that's it. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. This is a good one. What long shot have you taken that really paid off? That really paid off mm-hmm. in the long run. Quitting Warner Brothers. I quit Warner Brothers to A, start this t-shirt company (laughs) that never got off the ground ever, Mm -hmm. uh, and B, to work with you Mm -hmm. thinking that that was going to hold me off Mm -hmm. while I start this t-shirt company. Mm -hmm. Did not happen that way at all, Mm -hmm. but I think that's for the better. Why? I didn't. I was so disappointed. I was like, "What the hell are you doing?" Yeah, I was like, Me "We." Too. <laughs> I was like, "We got six good months." Yes, and then after that, and that was it. And we didn't even get those six good months. It was probably like four. Yeah, <laughs> and now I was like, "Don't, don't expect it's gonna be like this all year." Yeah, because I still ain't figured this out yet. Yes, he was like, "Don't worry." I'll I was like, it. "No, be fine." No, no, <laughs> not but yet. I quit. I started this t-shirt company. I had very minimal. Exposure to the t-shirt, screen printing, garment industry culture. I still got to do a lot of video and film work. We shot our movie. Mm-hmm. I got to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was working at a Menchie's at the time, but I was still... Mm-hmm. And I tried to work at a Panera Bread at the time. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, still... So I got to make a movie because I quit Warner Brothers because I feel like if I... Was still working at Warner Brothers. I wouldn't have been able to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to get a little different life experience. And at the end, ultimately, in the long run, I got to work for a screen printing management software company. Mm-hmm. All because I had experience in making a t-shirt company that failed. Because I that's mm-hmm. exactly what I told my boss. I was like, I tried to make a t-shirt company. Failed miserably. But I bought this like little basic kit, and immediately as soon as I said that, he's like, "I bought the same kit back in 2011 or whatever it was." Wow! And he was like, "And that's how I started today." And he was like, "All right, for sure." And you do video? Okay, come on in. Let's see what you got. And that's so. In the long run, a long shot that paid off. I quit 
Warner Brothers, the like one of the fucking biggest fucking production companies of all time. That's interesting because I always talk about failing forward. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to just skip the step, fall, break a hand, yes. and then get back up, yes, and be like, "Oh snap, I'm on a different level now," and I didn't even realize it. Yep, I just failed forward. Yes. Um. Okay, I know you got to go, so I'll go quickly with my answer. I think the big, I think the biggest long shot that I guess paid off is moving away at 18. Yeah. You know, I haven't had aid of family in almost 13 years Mm -hmm. and always, and that really matured me extra quick because it made me always like pay my bills on time. Make sure that other people pay their bills on time. I would play dad for everybody. And I think it's probably where all my like little leadership qualities come from Mm -hmm. because I'm always just like, who needs what? How do I provide? How do I, you know, make sure everybody's good? So I think like in the in the end, I have the perfect personality to match up with the fact that like I didn't need to stay with mommy and daddy, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And then just like be able to make my own decisions, Mm -hmm. which is important for me too, because even when I was living at home with my parents, I was very much so like, allow me to make my own decisions. You can offer me some advice and whether I take it or not, that's up to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I needed the freedom to actually do that. And once I did that, I allowed myself to make a ton of mistakes. I allowed myself to make a ton of strides and I guess it's still paying off, you know, um, you know, I think I still have more time to figure out, you know, what the payday is, but, uh, yeah, that's it. All right. That is our episode, episode, uh, emotional of, yeah. uh, or I guess whatever questions of, uh, the men on the internet podcast. We'll catch you guys next week. Goodbye. Laters.